Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live. Talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynncullenshow at gmail.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. I know. Wow. That was the right email. Lynncullenshow at gmail.com. That is what she said, right? Whoa. I could tell it wasn't the same one because her voice didn't sound quite as upbeat as in the old one. Probably annoyed at having to do it, but whoa, what a little Hanukkah gift for me. Thank you. (laughs) How you doing? It's December 9th. It's a Thursday. It's cold like it's supposed to be. My, uh, the person who takes my dog away, walks the dog. Well, it's a play group. Uh, uh, came just about 10 minutes ago. And uh, she uh, said, I think, you know, it's cold out there. She said, maybe he'll put his coat on. Now, I have never until this dog had a dog that had a winter coat. Um in the history of dogs, uh, throughout throughout dog history, dogs have a coat. It's you know, it's the coat God gave them, and no one put coats on dogs. My dog now has two coats. He has a raincoat, and he has this nice puffy thing. And uh, I'm part of me is like embarrassed to have capitulated to this because, you know, I I needn't remind you, I grew up in a place far colder than this. I never saw a dog in a coat, let alone booties. Jeez. All right, don't get on me about it. Just, 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 whatever. But this is why Americans are not as tough as we used to be. These are all signs of uh, too much comfort, too much materialism. Too many needs that never used to be needs. I don't know. Okay, listen. Uh, What did I want to tell you about? The good news. The good news? Oh, so apparently I told you yesterday I couldn't possibly tune into Fox to watch uh, them go apeshit over somebody uh, burning their Christmas tree. And despite the fact that the guy who burned it was apprehended, like, immediately, and he's a well-known homeless nutcase, which seems like not a nice thing to have just said. But his own family said, we had no control of him. He's a nut. He he did something outside the... uh, uh, I'm trying to say it like everyone says it now. Gieslin uh, Maxwell trial the other day. He's just a he's a piece of work. The cops also on arresting him said that there was nothing motivating him that slight that was even the slightest bit political. Uh, so that being said, it did not keep. <laughs> Apparently, the whole day, Fox actually suggesting it was a hate crime, suggesting they were targeted, suggesting they no longer felt safe, playing the victim like, uh, you know, like only they know how to do. Somebody pointed out, the funny thing is, these are the same people that acted like the insurrection on January 6th was... uh, was just a you know a little bit of a uh, protest that few members got a little 
overzealous. Uh, burn their Christmas tree. And oh my God. Oh my God. The funniest thing though that I saw, and I want to find it for you, was one of the female hosts, one of the interchangeable uh, pretty ladies in short, tight dresses sitting on a couch. I don't know who the hell they are. I don't know who any of these people are. But she said, in a state of high dudgeon, there's a word you don't use, except like I just use it. What is dudgeon? Dudgeon, D-U-D, dudgeon. Anyway, her dudgeon was high, high. And she's Ainsley Earhart is her name. And she went, uh, she got really sort of, I think, sentimental. uh, uh, One wondered if tears were going to be seen because she began talking about what that tree meant. And she said, it's a tree that unites us. Well, um, that's funny because Fox News is not in the uniting us business, right? It brings us together, Ainsley went on. It's about the Christmas spirit. It's about Jesus. It's about Hanukkah. That's when I stopped. Man, she stopped me in my tracks when I saw that. I saw it on Twitter. I didn't watch her say it. How do you get from it's about Jesus to it's about Hanukkah? I just celebrated Hanukkah. Hanukkah's over. Uh, There are no Christmas trees in Hanukkah. There are zero, none, 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 none. And I am one of those Jews who never bought into the Christmas tree as a secular um, object. Uh, It's a Christmas tree. That the name itself is a giveaway that it is not secular. (laughs) It's about Hanukkah. And then after it's about Hanukkah, she'd worked herself up into saying this. It is about everything that we stand for as a country. Now, I have never seen more non-sequiturs pasted together, nonsensical statements absurdities it's just did you know a Christmas tree did all that about Jesus no it isn't I I, I want to point that out too (laughs) oh remember when Jesus decorated that tree in the really, in, it's in the New Testament. He decorated a tree with his uh, with his apostles, and lo and behold, it was the first Christmas. Oh wait, or was that the uh, the three wise men? I think uh, decorated a tree outside the stable. What the what? It's about Jesus. It's about Hanukkah. It's about everything that we stand for as a country. Okay, Ainsley, whatever, whatever you say. God. All right, so I have to, um, I have to brag. Sorry, I have to brag. Uh, I was watching Jeopardy last night. 
they're doing something they've never done before. They're having a professor's tournament. So college professors from around the country um, are the contestants. And I guess this is a two-week thing where the person who wins, you know, is going to go on to the finals, the semifinals, and the finals. They all know. I don't know. But that, it, 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 and and I, I've watched two days of it. Uh, and they're impressive. I mean, they're smart, as they should be. So I was finding it really interesting. And, and last night, there was a... a a guy who was really, I mean, he, he, what? Jody's telling me Ainsley is Sean Hannity's main squeeze. What? Oh, isn't that sweet? Isn't that nice? Okay. What a lovely couple they make. So this guy is answering everything and he's even, he's doing some things so fast before you can even like take in the, I mean, so he was impressive and he won. I mean, he just ran away with it. But when it came to final Jeopardy guys, for those of you who don't watch Jeopardy and don't understand the game, this must be so boring. Ah, it'll be over in just a second. When it came to final Jeopardy, I can't recall the exact question, but let us say this. The minute it was revealed, it's actually Jeopardy, the last answer. You have to come up with the question. <laughs> when it was revealed, it it was instantaneous that I knew the answer. I mean, I thought it was a no-brain. It's one of those ones where you think, well, <clears throat> and I screamed at my television the answer. And then we waited through the music, and 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 while the three scribbled down their answers, and they go to the first contestant, and she's wrong. Second contestant, wrong. Third contestant, Art Cookie, wrong. I was right, and that is such a feeling of extraordinary achievement when you beat three professors on Jeopardy in final Jeopardy. Now the question was something like this. Uh, it was a quote from Douglas MacArthur. And the question, I mean, what you had to do is, who was he talking about? And the quote was something like, you know, it's really, it's really amazing or whatever, ironic, or I can't remember that, that this man should be felled by such violence. So, here are the clues to that. Douglas MacArthur, when was he yapping, talking? So that'd be, we got him in the 40s and 50s, right? And and he's obviously talking about a man or a person who uh, probably died a violent death, right? Right? Uh, because, but, but was a man of peace, right? So 50s, man of peace, violent death, Douglas MacArthur. And I... That's why I just knew immediately. I screamed, Mahatma Gandhi. And he was on my mind anyway because I quoted him twice this week. <laughs> Mahatma Gandhi. It's Mahatma Gandhi week. And uh, I can't remember. Their answers were like John Kennedy and Martin Luther King. No, I mean, they didn't think of MacArthur. Well, when would he have, anyway, whatever. I was, uh, it's a good thing I'm, I was alone. I would have been, anyone with me would have found me totally obnoxious. 
Welcome. What else I got here? Those are my dog clothes, Jeopardy, and Christmas trees are about Hanukkah. Um, those were my those were my three biggies for the day. So now I am left to my usual uh, horror show. Uh, but before we get to it, uh, let's uh, let in a caller. Go ahead, please. Hello. 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 No, no sleazy jokes today. I good. Good. You got a, you got yeah, a rough crowd there. You got a rough crowd. You don't deal with them. But anyway, what I want to say is fun facts. Fun facts that Christians don't pay attention to and don't want to hear because they're facts. First of all, Jesus never was born in a stable because his dad was a carpenter, and a carpenter at that time was a wealthy businessman. So he would never have been born in the stable. This is not me saying this. This is people that research just in facts. Uh, another one where Jesus walked on water. Well, if you go to the place that he claimed to walk on water, there's rocks that lay in the ocean that are covered with just a little bit of water, and you can walk across the water looking like you're walking on water. Second, the third one is the burning bush. That bush gets on fire anyway. Nobody turned, went, waved their magic wand, and it caught on fire. Three fun facts. There's many fun facts, but Christians don't want to hear it because it's something they don't believe. They want to believe what they believe. And I don't... Wait, wasn't, I don't the, wait the, bur- yeah. huh? wasn't the burning Sorry, bush, uh, burning, wasn't the burning bush, the Old Testament? That's Moses. No, maybe Moses saw I, I burning bush. Yeah, so yeah, burn, yeah. They burn on their own anyway. Nobody that was spontaneous that combustion. Right, yeah, I know. Right. It was actually this homeless guy. Uh, in New York, wandered by and set it on fire. Yes. So I don't know the stable though. They he they might have been rich, but they didn't. They have to go to Bethlehem for the uh, uh, census or something. So they were traveling and they could not find any room at the inn. There were the, all the hotels and motels were booked up. Yes, but and they, the they, only they place they could that. be was in. They, they, <laughs> they did. They really did. They people that read the research and the history and back then. Uh, another thing that's strange about Jesus is from the age of since he was born, then yeah. you didn't hear about him till he was thirty or thirty-five years old. Old son he appeared. Yeah, well, so, what was he and, up to? And I never believed he was the son of God. I thought maybe he believed he was the son of God, but he was not the son of God. So, you know, I just, there's so many things that could go on. There's so many things, facts that come out that just debunk the whole damn thing. It just drives me nuts. And and how you believe with all these books out there that they threw out this one and kept that one, threw this one out, all of a sudden it's just like, well, we believe it. That's it. We're not going to, you know, it's, and I'm not saying it's not true. I'm not saying it's true. But to sit there and say it's absolutely true. That's just nuts. It's just nuts. Let's well, keep that's why. Because right. let's research the damn thing like, over and over. Yeah, well, that's Find like, that, you know, it's, it's yeah, okay, but it's faith. It's people agreeing to believe in something that is unprovable because right. it provides them uh, comfort and a uh, framework. Right. I, I mean, we know what it is. But and, and in different religions have different narratives, have different stories. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I've always been blown away by um, people who truly do believe. Like Noah, there was a flood, and Noah, and, and he take, took two of every animal, and. I mean, how you can think that that's true is beyond me. But I'm just sticking to the Old Testament. I don't know. Never. I don't know. But you know, we're I mean, just defending is, believers here. One that uh, really gets me is he has control on what's going down on here in Earth, on Earth, and, I'm and not just control here on Earth. It's control of he's watching everything you're doing. I'm doing 
How many billions of humans are on this earth? He is intimately involved in every life. Uh, well, then let's fire him because he's not doing a very good job. Uh, really, I'd say fire him. But once, if there's truth, say you're done. Yeah, if you're the Messiah, uh, you're doing a shitty job, man. I, mean, I don't. Uh, know. I think they're making him. I think they're making a mockery of him. I think he doesn't have control of this down here. It's it's us. We have control of it. It's what we do. Well, that's, that's what they say. He gave us free will, and we're right. the ones screwing it up. That's right. It's on us, not on him. He's infallible, yeah, yeah. Don't perfect, him and whatever. Yeah, okay. Don't make him I, listen, what? we better stop because, you know, agnostics talking uh, like this is, is really um, hard on. Christmas time, I know. Yeah, it's not. I mean, I'd like to believe but. It. Just part of me, that street smart me, just can't do it. I just can't put myself. And I grew up Catholic. I mean, I went to yeah. church. Every, I mean, I went to catechism, the whole thing, and I just can't do it. I can't do it anymore. I can't. I don't need that baggage. Don't give me that baggage. I'm happy yeah. without it. I really am. I, under, I, I, I understand. Yes. And, and if you want you to know. believe, fine. That's great. Good for you. Yeah. Have a nice day. We'll see you. You too. Bye. Bye. Okay. Man, bye. 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 You are going to burn in eternal hellfire, buddy boy. We have another caller, I believe. Hello. Hello, Lynn. This is Jody. Hey, it's Jody. a pleasure to talk Hi. to you. Uh, Thank you. I have, I have two things for you. Uh, just real quick, I want to say something about the dog codes. Some dogs have very, very low body fat, like whippets. I have yeah. whippets right now, and I've had them in the past. And I had one whippet that had like, I had about 25 coats for this dog, like medium sweaters, <laughs> light sweaters. <laughs> oh, <laughs> coats. Some, some dogs need it, I think, in, in, in this kind of weather. Um, Did you have a three-piece suit? You know, I, I, yeah, I, I so, yeah. Actually, kind of my, my mom made a little tuxedo for this dog because the dog was in our wedding so he had <laughs> I knew it I knew it okay definitely yes dogs like whippets uh, get a get a free ride or break yeah. or Italian greyhounds maybe yeah 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 so my my second question for you and I'm sorry this is much more serious but question about these 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 assholes that Donald Trump is putting in place, like in Georgia, yeah. to help overturn an election. Will we know that electors have been changed or? Like, yes, 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 or, yes. It's or happening in, bro in broad daylight. No, because these things are usually done by the legislatures. So. The Georgia legislature, overwhelmingly Republican, is you know changing laws as are other states, and they're 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 changing the process by which uh, you know elections are are controlled and or run, and they're yeah getting rid of electors. Right, but, Sometimes these things but, are are um, done by voters too. Uh, I okay. But but if, if if the numbers would go for a Democrat, like let's let's say, you know, Kamala yeah. Harris won by eighty thousand, would we would that information come out? Would they say Kamala won by this, but we're changing it to that? Or would they just say we're giving it like I I mean it doesn't really you matter. Know, I, guess, I don't know. Listen, with this crowd, I don't know. I mean they're pretty they're pretty blatant and bold yeah. with uh, what they're doing and what they're up to. So uh, in a strange way, they're, they're transparent <laughs> about, right. about their chicanery. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that always, you know, that actually makes it seem okay. Right. Well, if they were exactly. doing something wrong, right. wouldn't right. they? <laughs> right. Yeah. So I, I don't know what to tell you, but I, I am very fearful. Um, very fearful. It's going to yeah, be, I, I hate yeah. to think of election, uh, the next election in next November 
And the idea of the election two years after that is is frightening. I right. might get an I, early I, start and get out of the country after I cast exactly. my vote. Right. <laughs> right. I, I want to move to Europe <laughs> I mean, really, as soon as possible. Yeah. Someplace. I don't know. I Believe me, right. uh, we're hardly alone in wondering where would I go? Where could I go? Where, no right. place is safe. Yeah. yeah I totally, totally agree. All right, okay. Lynn, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Pleasure. Good to hear from you. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, let me get rid of this because I'm sorry. I'm talking to myself. This is something that has been sitting here on my computer for a long time. Some of you probably read it weeks ago. Uh, the, the headline is, which birds are the biggest jerks at the feeder? And and I think it was in the science section, but they actually did a, I mean, it's a, a massive analysis of all kinds of data. And they've come up with the, I'll tell you who are the biggest jerks at the feeder. And they don't have wings. The squirrels. Gave up. Never, I, I got a squirrel, an absolute feeder that was definitely not going to let the squirrels in. They were in there in two seconds. It's sort of like the toys that are indestructible dog toys that my dog is has absolutely ripped to shreds in, eh, give them an hour or two. Um, but this one, I, they had a database of almost 100,000 bird interactions. Don't ask me how. Well, these would be, you know, ornithologists, I suppose. And uh, they created a, essentially a power ranking of uh, the 200 species that they add in the <laughs> well, I mean, come on. It, you know, you could probably figure out the the uh, hierarchy. So it says here that the red-bellied woodpecker and northern mockingbirds are pretty pugnacious birds for their size. But man, they would back away. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm leaving if a really dominant bird showed up. And that would be like a crow. That's correct. And a tiny hummingbird? Come on. And it, a hummingbird cannot afford to lose precious seconds of feeding time and uh, because, I mean, they're burning, cal can you imagine how many calories they're burning with that, the wings? They must have to eat constantly. I don't know. And and, and so uh, that those little hummingbirds are, according to the scientists here, they punch way above their weight, right? And then you got, you know, other woodpeckers that have like uh, really strong bills and stuff and, and are big. And they're sort of like, oh, OK, would you like I'll, I'm just leaving. Go ahead. You can have my place. So some of it is I mean, it's it's not what you'd think. It's not necessarily size. It might be. Who knows? Chickadees get pushed around by everybody, it says here. Poor chickadees. I mean, you know, the little the little brown things. Just, no. Uh, and even though morning doves are really, really, really big for the feeder, uh, they too are sort of, uh, you know, they've been taught to share. Okay, here are the, here's the order. The most, the bird that the hierarchy of the bird feeder goes thusly. On top, the American crow. Right under him, the common grackle. And if you showed me an American crow and a common grackle, I wouldn't be able to tell which was the crow or which was the grackle. Next up, the red-bellied woodpecker and then the starling. So, yeah, the crow, the grackle, the starling, I think of all those guys, those are the ones. And then 
and then the Blue Jay. And I would have said Blue Jay, if you ask me what's the most aggressive, I think of Blue Jays as not very nice birds. But right under the Blue Jay is the Robin. That's at the top. Okay, well, I'm done. At the bottom, I'll give you the bottom ones. The the five that get kicked around at the bird feeder and don't get their share. The dark-eyed junco, the purple finch, the American goldfinch, the black-capped chickadee, and the Carolina chickadee. There you have it. And now I can get rid of this. But I'm telling you, it's the squirrels. It's the squirrels. Outranks them all. Hey, little Tony says he knew the answer to Jeopardy last night, too. (laughs) Oh. Yeah, well, um, well, I'm sure a lot of people did. So there were, I was hardly alone in um, my feeling of uh, of triumph. I was like, you know, Rocky at the top of the staircase in Philly, jumping around with my arms up in the air. Feels good. Feels good when you're on top. Ask a grackle. Oh, I wanted, again, I'm sorry, I'm thinking of another thing I had wanted to share with you that I failed to share with you. This, again, is old, but not that old. Do you remember hearing a week or so ago that uh, Dollar Tree, uh, wait, is it Dollar Tree? What's the one that's a dollar store that's now a dollar twenty five store? <laughs> is that is there wait, there's Dollar Tree, there's dollar is there just dollar store? Said the lady who doesn't have to go, spend her money in the in these places because she's got dollars. I feel like such a jerk. But here yeah, they did. It was Dollar Tree that raised its um that raised its price to a dollar twenty five. I mean I don't think everything in the in the place is a dollar, is it? But now they're saying uh uh-uh, uh it's uh it we're raising it to a dollar twenty five because of inflation. Man, they were so happy to hear about inflation and supply side because now that's a big that's a big increase, much bigger than the rate of inflation from a dollar to a dollar twenty-five, right? Okay, so here's what somebody on social media shared, and I so agree with it. And this is American capitalism. This is the kind of ugly, rapacious, greed-soaked. American capitalism. This year, Dollar Tree made what? Over a billion dollars. That's a lot of dollars. A billion two hundred thirty million. It gave its CEO. Ten million eight hundred thousand for the year. Ten mil. What does it pay its workers? Well, depends a little in what place you're at, what geographical location. But some people who work at Dollar Tree make as little as eight dollars and thirty-two cents 
cents an hour. And when you pay people wages like that, they can't live. So over $7,400 Dollar Tree employees rely on food stamps, on Medicaid, all things that are paid for by us, the taxpayers, right? So, and this is what is allowed in this country, which I find so abhorrent. We used to make this case about Walmart 15, 20 years ago. They paid their people so little that you and I were subsidizing their Walmart, essentially. They could continue to pay their people so little because we'll pick up the slack through food stamps. Somebody's got to care if people are able to feed themselves and house themselves. So, God, I just am blown away by the capacity of some to be so, so greedy. And you know, stop and think. I, somebody was saying something about all this self-checkout stuff now because that, you know, I remember when it first came in in the grocery stores and I ranted. Oh, did I rant? I ranted. I said, wait a minute. So now this new business model is the customers do the work? <laughs> we do the work? When are we going to be asked to come in and stock the shelves? So you go to a grocery store and then you check yourself out and bag the groceries, which could be two people actually being employed to do those things, right? And when it happened, when this change happened, I remember saying, why do we tolerate this? I mean, I can say, I can see doing it. If you do self-checkout, you get a discount. That makes sense. And so I said, I ain't ever doing this. I'm not going to do it. It's costing people's jobs, and it's making me work. Now, with whatever money these uh, grocery stores have saved by passing on the work to their customers and getting rid of employees. Do you think they've passed any of the savings on to us? Have they lowered their prices? Hmm? I doubt it. It's sort of like when, and here's how old I am. Used to be you'd pull your car up to a gas station and man, you'd sit there like a grand poobah while somebody ran out, pumped your gas, and cleaned your windows, and checked your oil, wish you a nice day. And guess what? You weren't expected to give that person a, a dime. <laughs> and then when that changed over, and all of a sudden, you pump your own, baby. We're not having somebody do this. A lot of oil didn't get checked. A lot of windows got a lot dirtier, I'll tell you that. But we docilely went along and started pumping our own gas. Did the price of gas go down because of that? Hmm? I don't think so. And it's just amazing how compliant we are. How extraordinary, compl extraordinarily compliant we are. Jeez. Oh, 
one other thing I've got, I'm sorry, I am, I know I'm jumping all over the place today and it's not necessarily in any, uh, order that anyone listening in could comprehend. And that's because there is no order to it at all. Um, it was two nights ago. I was watching the NBC nightly news. My excuse is I turn it on because Jeopardy is on right after it. And I turned it on early. So I actually got the lead story. And the lead story, understandably, this is the day that Putin and Biden had their little Zoom meeting. And that is, that, that without a doubt, I, I, I'm doing this as a, a journalism major who has an appreciation for how you would stack a newscast. What stories do we have today? What stories are going to make it? What stories will be left on the cutting room floor? Because if you think about it, the, the network newscast is, what, 30 minutes long. And take out the commercial breaks, and I'm not sure what they are now, but they're probably about eight minutes. Four or two-minute breaks scattered throughout, probably. So that leaves you with 22 minutes in, in which you're supposed to tell your viewers the important stories, what they need to know. <laughs> well, okay, so the first story being Biden-Putin, I think that made sense. The second story was again on COVID, Omicron, and I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's another story that I guess everybody, and, and, and that one, the Putin-Biden story, believe me, uh, the people who put these shows together groaned when um, they had to lead with that because it's visually uninteresting. Most Americans don't give a damn about this meeting. And any, and even Americans who are paying attention knew that it was some kind of pro forma thing. Nothing really was going to happen. We knew what each was going to say going in, blah, blah, blah. It's just sort of stagecraft for uh, big uh, national leaders. So they weren't happy of having to take all that time for that. And then COVID, yeah, you do that. And COVID's a better story for the networks because it scares the shit out of people, right? And it's usually put in those in terms that are like, you know, keep your stress levels up. The third story was flooding in Hawaii. Now, I got to tell you, that was not anything any of us needed to know. That was a local Hawaii story. But boy, the video. It had some great pictures. I mean, it was some serious flooding. There were cars going through, you know, driving through lakes. Um, people saying they never seen the likes of it. Disgruntled people on their honeymoon. <laughs> oh, God, that that was the third story. I got angry. I thought, you got to be kidding me. What is the job of a newscast? To tell you what you need to know or to tell you things that will keep you in their hands? And it was the fourth story that did me in, and I turned it off. The fourth story, making the, making the cut of being in the first half of the newscast, was Nick Cannon's five-month-old son died. Now, an awful story. Bad as hell. I vaguely knew the name Nick Cannon. But then I got to see him because they had a tearful Nick Cannon who turns out has a talk show 
And I'm willing to bet you it's on an NBC-owned network, right? Cheerfully, Nick Cannon telling his audience about the death of his son. That was mind-blowing to me. Mind-blowing. And you wonder how you dumb down a population, how you get them so mixed up about what a newscast is supposed to give them and what it is supposed to give them now, the current model, is quite clear. It's entertainment, even if that entertainment traffics in fear and unbelievable pictures of destruction and dead children of minor celebrities. That's the kind of thing that a producer of one of these shows would say, people understand this. They don't under, no coverage of whatever the insurrectionist Republican Party was up to. No stories about, about, well, God, guys, I'm just saying it's, <laughs> we're so, okay, if you want to really get upset today, and who doesn't, There is, I'm not, I'm not joking, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, is it a five-page, full-page story in the New York Times today? Maybe not. Maybe it's just three. I don't know. It's big. And it told me about something I didn't know was out there, and it is appalling. There is a website. that tells people and encourages people to kill themselves. And it's, uh, and this is not like one of those, you know, I'm, I believe in doctor assisted suicide. I believe if somebody is just alive, but is, wanting desperately to die because they are terminal or they're in some, you know, whatever. I believe if, if, if we should have autonomy over our bodies, this is a site that plays to depressed people and especially depressed young. And most sites, if you go looking on our wonderful internet about suicide sites. You will find that the vast majority of them are trying to help a person from committing suicide. They're about prevention. And in fact, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline It doesn't get half the views, the clicks, as does the website that's encouraging people to kill themselves. That website draws 6 million page views a month on average. 6 million around the world looking for advice and encouragement on killing themselves gets four times the attention of the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. This website was started in March of 2018 by two young men. They would have been in their early 20s. And guess what? That's where so many of their 
what would you call the people who come for help to them and they help to die? Their customers? There are names, and the New York Times did a, a ton of investigative reporting to uncover the people who have died uh, because of this site. And here are the ages I'm seeing. 23-year-old male, England. 25-year-old female, Pennsylvania. 18-year-old male, Houston. 24-year-old female, England, 17-year-old male, Frisco, Texas, 25, 20, 16, 19, 23, 20, 27, 21, 20, 22, 20, 18, okay? On and on and on and on. And they come to the site because they're depressed as hell or they're struggling with some other form of mental illness, and they're thinking, I can't anymore. And they come to this site, and they're told, oh, yes, you can. Tens of thousands of young people. And the site touts a proven method and the Times doesn't go into – first of all, I don't even know the name of the site, which is good. They're not giving them any business. And I also um, – unclear about almost all the people are told – I mean, they'll give you advice on how to hang yourself, how to this yourself, how to that yourself. But the lethal method that most of their users go for is by poison by ingesting a preservative that is used for curing meat. And coroners and doctors have tried to raise the alarm that they're seeing this kind of poison being used. And yet law enforcement, public health officials are seemingly unaware. They introduce you to some of the young people who are now dead and their families. Uh, quickly, just one, a kid named Matthew. Uh, lived in Texas. It only took 29 days from the time Matthew found the site, learned of the lethal preservative, and ended his life. Google was asked to stop steering people to this website. If somebody's looking for suicide stuff, Google was told, shut this, don't give people this site. And Google said something to the effect of, hey, man, we're just here. Do uh uh they did they refused they refused Australia Germany Italy all have taken steps to restrict access to the site in their borders protecting their people but America law enforcement lawmakers tech companies all have been reluctant to act. It's a mind-blowing article. The people who belong to this site, I guess you join. And you end up talking to others on this site, and they nudge each other as they share their suicide plans. They post reassuring messages heart emojis, and then praise people for saying, you can do it, you're going to be a hero, you're a legend, you're taking control. 
Here is, in fact, one boy's last post to the site. Thank you all for all the good wishes and for this amazing community. You have been a great help in many ways. I'm a little scared because he's about to do it. And then he gets, you know, people respond back. I wish you safe travel and the peace you deserve. Here's another. Can you keep us posted? How do you feel right now? Another. You are so brave. This is... uh, that this is allowed, that this is legal, is absolutely mind-blowing because it preys on young people. Wow. An opinion piece in the Wall Street Journal suggested that hey, here's another thing we could go for. Should, given all the guns going off, should there be a a more of an effort to um, get rid of or pressure toy stores to stop selling these absolute look-alike guns? And and it, and it, it talks about how, here's one, here is a review from for one of these toys uh, on Amazon. The reviewer says, we ordered two and our sons love them. Our seven-year-old son loves it. One of the best gifts ever. The description for the product says this, emulating imagination. Pretend play develops a child's motor, imaginative and understanding skills. And it, impo- and it improves the child's self-esteem. You know what this toy is? It's called Little Pal's 27-inch AK-47 Toy Machine Gun Rifle. And it's recommended for children three and up. How is that allowed? Excuse me for screaming at you. I'm sorry. 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 How? How? That is not like beyond belief. Three years old? Little Pal's 27-inch AK-47 toy machine gun? And the parents... Breathlessly writing a review on Amazon, best gift ever. I, I just, our, I, you know, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> our culture <laughs> is so corrupted and so vile that we really don't deserve. I don't think, I think we're getting our just desserts. I really do. And on that happy note, um, I think I'll leave you. Got to go buy my kid a gun. Got to go buy my dog some no shoes. All right. Got to not check myself out at the Giant Eagle. (laughs) All right, you guys. I'm done fulminating for the day. Uh, You have a good one. And I'll talk to you again Monday. Bye-bye. Lynn Cullen Live. Monday through Thursday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. 
and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the hosts and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.